I just want to start today by saying thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We reached over 50,000 listens this week, and I'm super grateful. And I received an amazing message from one of you. I'm not going to share your specific details for your privacy, but uh, she mentioned that she was going through a very challenging time recently and was wanting to sort of find herself again. And she found this podcast as a way to have a regular yoga practice. And she feels like over the past few months, she's really gotten more in touch with herself. And uh, if you're listening, thank you so much. I'm grateful for your message. And those are the kind of things that really motivate me to keep going and keep putting out a new episode every week here on the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. And when I see 50,000 listens, I think of everybody just like you who I know I'm getting to reach to maybe wouldn't get to reach yoga otherwise. And that's where I was at when I first started back in 2008. And I really liked the teacher, but she moved away. And then I had a hard time finding a way to practice consistently. And if there was something like this, that's exactly what I was looking for. So I'm grateful to get to provide that and share this amazing practice that I found in yoga and meditation that I found so beneficial. So thank you so much for listening. And I really appreciate your time and energy. And I'm grateful to be of service. Today's episode is 122, a gentle yoga practice for the whole body to practice ahimsa, non-harming. And this was recorded at one of the classes where every week they said, Terry, if you're listening, you know, you'd say he always wanted to focus on the whole body. Uh, so this is that. And these were very popular classes when I'd focus on the whole body. And we'll talk about the yoga philosophy of ahimsa, of non-harming. And that's something I'm teaching on the Yoga Teacher Training Podcast right now, talking about the eight limbs of yoga, the yoga philosophy. So this is an embodiment of that philosophy. And of course, if you want to study more yoga philosophy, the Yoga Book Club is open now. Me and my partner, Christine Rodriguez, are reading from the Yoga Sutra every week, step by step through the whole thing with you. It's a dense, complex book, but we're breaking it down week by week with you on Zoom. And that's at yogabookclub.com. So I'm super grateful to be doing that with my partner, Christine. And right now, the yoga membership, the Quiet Mind membership is open. So there's a founding member deal that's happening right now. The price will go up after we've reached 50 members. We're really close right now. So if it's still there when you go, you'll see quietmind.yoga slash membership. If you're in time, you'll see the founding uh, members offer. But if you're later, you'll see something else, and that's totally fine. It's still going to be a great value, but there's a special value just for people who are signing up early on in helping start this amazing new thing that I'm, I'm again it's another level of being able to offer yoga with videos now in a private community and many workshops that i offer uh, each month and a private community where you can get feedback on your practice so again i always just think of like what did i wish existed when i was starting my practice and at different phases and i'm offering those things and right now uh, where i'm at is more of the business side of things and my career and teaching. So I am creating a Thrive Teaching Online uh, podcast very soon that will be coming out soon that teaches how to do all the business stuff. So if you happen to be in that boat of being an experienced teacher and wanting to teach online, I will be sharing much more about that because I'm getting so many questions now from other teachers. But that's all I'm up to. I'm keeping busy in the quarantine. I hope you are keeping sane and busy and keeping your mental health on point by doing things that are important to you. And for me, it's just where can I help? What can I do to create more and serve more and help more? And how can I share more? And what can I give of myself more? I think that's always the question I come back to. 
like the Martin Luther King Jr. quote, where he says, I believe life's most pressing and prominent question is, what are you doing to serve others? And that's something that has stuck with me since I was five years old, and I wrote my first essay on Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, so that's always stuck with me, and I try to live by that. And I hope that's helpful advice for you right now, of focusing on what you can do to be of service to others. And I think the first step is always self-care, because how you treat yourself is going to carry over into how you treat others. And we've got to start with a full cup. So that's what doing our weekly practice is all about, and hopefully other practices that you do that nourish you. So here's to filling our cups today and doing this practice for the whole body and practicing ahimsa, non-harming for ourselves and each other. Thank you for listening and enjoy your practice. So let's start on the back. So come down. I'll, I'll turn the lights down and take the next minute or so to settle into your practice. You can stay still if you want. You can move if you like. Becoming aware of how your body's feeling today, noticing the breath, noticing anything that stands out in the body, attentions or any tight or sore muscles. And we'll start with bringing the knees in towards the body and gently rocking side to side on the back. So in the teachings of yoga, there's the yoga postures that we all know and we associate with yoga, but there's also before, even before the postures are the yamas and niyamas, which are basically the do's and don'ts of yoga. And one of the main ones, the first one in there is uh, ahimsa, which means non-harming. So we can apply that in our yoga practice by being really gentle with the body, not overdoing it, not overexerting. Bring your knees back to center, one hand on each knee, and as you inhale, press the knees away. And as you exhale, pull the knees in towards the body. So slow, gentle movement, moving the knees in and out a couple times. So we'll bring that quality of ahimsa, non-harming into the practice today just being really gentle with the body, being really nurturing with the body. So we're transitioning. Uh, a lot of you may have family members or uh, people affected by the transition into this, the school semester. So a lot of changes might be going on or um, things might be thrown off a little bit. Schedules changed a little bit. So being really gentle with the body in the transitions is really important. And here, bring your right knee in towards the body and left leg straight out towards the floor. Shoulders relaxed, hugging the right knee in. In Ayurveda, which is the, the medical system where yoga comes from, uh, it said that disease starts in the transition of the seasons. All disease starts in the transition of the seasons and any major life transitions. We're not quite to the season transition yet, but there is maybe some changes going on in your schedule or your life right now. So 
<clears throat> being gentle with the body through that time. You can move your ankles around here if you want. Move the toes. And bring the left knee in and bring the right leg down to the ground. Shoulders relaxed, hugging the left knee in. We can practice in a way that expands and extends and disperses energy. We can practice in a way that contains, centers, and grounds energy. So today we'll practice in a more of that, that latter, the containing, grounding, centering kind of practice. Bring both knees in towards the body. Happy baby pose, holding outside the knees or the shins or the feet. Soften the back, soften the hips. Just enough effort in the upper body to hold in the posture, but no extra effort in the shoulders or neck or the face. Now, you may need to adjust your hand position, but we'll try here to see how it feels. Keep the right leg in and let your left leg down to the ground. So your right leg's like happy baby pose still which may mean you need to have your hand on the knee instead of the ankle or the foot. But moving the right knee towards the right shoulder, opening the right adductor, inner thigh, the hamstrings, the glutes. And then switch legs, left knee in, happy baby. Right leg relaxes down to the ground. If you can hold onto the left foot, that's good. But if you need to adjust, you can go lower or onto the knee. Both knees in for happy baby, and then bring the feet together all the way down to the floor. Supine bound angle pose. So the knees are apart, feet are together. And then one hand on the belly, one hand on the heart. Feeling the rise and fall of the breath. We'll begin a breathing, a simple breathing practice with just longer exhales. If you need to move your feet further forward, you could do that to make this a little less tense. If you need to come out of the pose at any time, that's totally fine. We're going to stay here about a minute and a half focusing on the breath. And I'll guide us through the first couple of times, then you'll go at your own pace. We're just going to inhale to a count of five and exhale to a count of eight. So taking a deep breath in first together. And exhaling through the mouth. Now breathing through the nose, inhale for a count of five, four, three, two, one. And exhale for a count of eight, seven, six, five, four, three, 
two, one. Inhale to five, four, three, two, one. Through the nose, exhale, or eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Continue like that at your own pace, so counting yourself. And we'll release the focus on the breath and bring the knees back together. Now grab your blanket and normally it's in like a rectangle shape to start. Fold it twice so you end up with a, a sort of square or a tighter rectangle shape. So it's basically as, as bunched up as it can get. If you know like yoga blocks, it's like that kind of shape. Instead of using a block, we'll use the blanket. And that's going to be between the thighs and the space between the groin and the knee. So right in the middle of the legs. And we're going to strengthen the adductors where we just stretched and opened a lot. So we'll have the blanket between the legs, pressing the thighs together. And if you focus on trying to squeeze the legs, that might not feel so good. It might even sort of pull on the groin in an uncomfortable way. So legs are pressing together, but there's more of a lift in and up on the pelvic floor and less of a sort of pressing down into the pelvic floor. So legs pressing together, pelvis pulling in and up, lower belly contracting as well, holding that tension and contraction there. It's pretty rare to strengthen the adductors unless you specifically add that into your exercise. So holding, maintaining this contraction. So we have access to strength and stability, but also openness and relaxation in the hips. And from here, we'll release that hold with the blanket, feet back together, knees apart again, Supta Baddha Konasana, the supine bound angle pose again. And then again, one hand on belly, one hand on heart, just a normal breath, not the counted breath like we did earlier, but normal deep breath. Just notice any sensations in the legs here, softening. And then we'll bring the knees back together. And again, the blanket between the thighs in the same way, same thing. Pressing the thighs together, pulling in and up on the pelvic floor and drawing in the belly, squeezing the blanket between the legs.
just enough that there's a pressure there, but not enough that there's any strain in the pelvis or the knees or the hips. Just enough that if you tried to pull the blanket out from between the legs, the blanket wouldn't move out. And then again, we'll release your feet together, knees apart, relaxing the adductors, inner thighs. Always in our practice, we want a balance of effort and ease, openness and containment. So we'll do this one more time. Again, just noticing the quality this time of containment, of stability, of solidity. Legs together, squeezing the blanket. Feeling the firmness, the engagement of that. Pelvic floor drawing in, navel drawing in. You could even press into your feet a little bit, just getting a little more of that solidity, that containment, that, that stability. And then we'll release the blanket out. Last time, feet together, knees apart. Noticing that quality of openness, relaxation. And then we'll bring the knees back together and come over to your left side, resting on the left side. So we'll give the inner thighs a rest, left arm underneath the head, right hand helps you balance here and just start to move the right leg any way that feels good, moving the hip around gently. And then we'll come back to center and lift the right leg straight off the left leg. And then back, about 30, 15 to 30 degrees back. And turn the right toes towards the ground. You can hold and breathe here. You could add on reaching the right arm in the opposite direction. And it could rest on the floor or just actively reach out. And then bend the right knee to touch the floor in front of you. Right knee touches the floor in front of you. And then left knee bends, the bottom leg bends. Reach for the top of the foot here with your right hand. (coughs) 
Take slow breaths down into the lower belly, cultivating this softness in the body, this gentleness, this non-harming quality. Then we'll release the foot and come down to your back over to the other side, resting on the right side. Right arm underneath you. Stacking the legs and moving the left leg around any way that feels good. You could hold in spots or you could just keep moving the leg around, moving the fluid in the joints. And then lift the left leg and reach it back about 15 to 30 degrees. Turn the left toes slightly towards the ground. And then if you want, reach the left arm in the opposite direction. So there's a stretch from the whole left side of the body, from the heel to the fingertips. Always lower the left arm or the left leg if you want this to be a little softer. And then from here, we'll bend the left knee to touch the floor in front of you, relaxing the left outer hip, and bend the bottom knee to catch the top of the foot. Soft breaths down into the lower belly. Practicing this quality of ahimsa or non-harming is really powerful practice. It's something that I'm mindful of often and have been for years and there's still ways where it's it's very subtle, like is staying up an extra hour watching TV harmful, right? If the next day you're tired and kind of burned out. Is eating another serving of food when you're full harmful if you're, if you're going to feel kind of sluggish after that, you know? Just noticing these little ways we can be really kinder, really kind to ourselves. And often it's the way we would treat others Sometimes we don't always treat ourselves. It's helpful to think of what I would do to, if I was helping a child or working with a child and treating myself with that same amount of care. Even how far you hold a posture or how far you go in a posture. We'll slowly release down from here, down to the back. And then knees in, rocking side to side on the back. And then over to one side to come up to hands and knees with the blanket under the knees.
And take the next few breaths to move any way that feels good for you here. Listening to your body. Trusting your intuition. She could be staying still. She could be cat-cow or any variation of that. And we'll come back to center and bring the knees wide apart, hips to heels, forehead towards the ground, feeling the lower belly expand on the inhales, and the lower belly soften on the exhales. You can make this more active if you'd like by pressing into the hands to drive your hips back, or more passive, just letting the arms rest. And we'll come up to hands and knees. And from a neutral spine, bring your hands out wider apart, which may even be off the mat. And just move the shoulders through all their directions of movement, side to side, forward, back, up and down. Which could be staying still in a spot if that feels good, or just moving around, moving the fluid in the shoulder joints. To my body, one of the most nourishing things that I can do is moving all the joints in the body. And we're doing that today, so making sure that the joints have fluid moving through them, which is very important to the joints staying healthy. If we don't use that fluid over time, we lose it. So just making simple movements like this can be very effective. Then we'll come back to center to hands and knees. And then the whole spine now, so cow pose, slightly lowering the belly, slightly lifting the heart, forward and up. And then to cat pose, tucking the pelvis in, rounding the back. It's moving in a wave of motion Inhaling to cow pose and exhaling to cat pose. And being mindful if it feels like there's some spots that are a little stiffer or less mobile than the others and maybe bringing a little bit more movement to those areas of the spine. And then back to a neutral spine. Bring your hands forward, arms extended, lower the forehead towards the ground. Keep the hips over the knees. Okay. 
soft belly, slow, steady breaths. And then bring your left arm underneath into a twist, left shoulder towards the ground. And right hand comes in a little bit closer to the body so you can press into the right hand and reach through the left hand. When you inhale, breathe into the upper back under the left shoulder blade. Come back to center and to the other side. Same thing here, left hand in a little closer so you can press into the hand and reach through the right hand. And breathe into the upper back under the right shoulder blade. Breathing in a way that's soft and nurturing for your back. And then we'll come back to center and come over to sitting. So we'll move the blanket and you can sit on the blanket if you'd like. Just coming to a cross-legged position. And if there's any tension in the hips or the knee, you can roll up your blanket to be a little thicker so you have a little more support under the hips. So then from here, with hands on the knees, we'll start to make big hip circles. So as you inhale, you'll come forward. As you exhale, rounding back a little bit like cat-cow, just sort of rounding back when you go back and sort of reaching forward in the chest when you come forward. No rush to this, just again, soothing, nurturing kind of movements for the spine. And then we'll reverse the direction, same thing, inhaling forward, exhaling back. Starting from the base of the spine, starting to bring a little bit more mobility all the way up eventually to the neck, but starting at the base of the spine. Making your way back to center. 
hands on the knees or the shin as you inhale bring the heart forward lifting the chin extending the spine as you exhale round back tucking the pelvis in flexion of the spine so continue this motion a couple of times inhaling forward and exhaling back now moving that movement of the pelvis all the way up to the top of the head When you inhale, imagining the breath going all the way down to the belly. When you exhale, the breath coming all the way up from the belly, out the nose. And then making your way back to center, sitting tall. A rotation of the spine here to your left, hand to knee, and the other hand behind you. Instead of letting the back round in here, have a little bit of a tilt to lift the heart. Find somewhere to rest your gaze and take slow breaths down into the lower belly and the internal organs. And we'll come back to center and twist to the other side, hand on knee, other hand behind you. More of an extension of the spine than a flexion of the spine. So there's a little bit of a lift in the heart and the rotation is mostly around the ribs and the thoracic spine. And back to center. Here we'll extend the left leg straight out in front of you. Right foot into the thigh. If you're up on the blanket, just be careful of the knee because it could hyperextend here. It's not going to be too bad for most of you, but just being mindful, there's still a micro bend in the knee there if you're on the blanket. And then finding a length in the spine and starting to hinge at the waist. Once you feel the stretch in the back of the leg, it's okay if the back rounds, but the movement starts from that hinging at the waist. So your hands can frame the leg or hold on to the leg or the ankle or foot, but again, being mindful of what feels really nurturing for the body. Not going for our biggest stretch ever, but we'll hold for a little bit and Develop this quality of non-harming to the body, just being gentle and patient with the body. Still breathing down to the belly. And then start to come back up, walk the hands in, switch legs, 
Turning the chest towards the knee, keeping length in the spine to start, and then start to fold at the waist, walking the hands out. And once you feel the stretch in the back leg, you can stay more straight with the spine. And it's okay if the back rounds here, if that feels better for you. If it hurts the low back at all, keep the spine extending. Once yeah. you so then, if you only feel it in your low back, you want to stay more vertical, and that's a good place to use a strap, because it takes your back out of the equation. You could just use a strap and stay more tall in the spine. Yeah. Better or worse? The same? Okay, good. And we'll start to come back up and then come back to cross-legged. So you can cross the left shin in front this time, just so it's a little different. And we'll move up the, the shoulders to the shoulders and neck here. Starting by reaching the arms up overhead and point the index fingers towards the ceiling and this helps contract the trapezius muscle, and we, we often might do that unconsciously and create tension there, but we're actually going to consciously create tension there to help fatigue those muscles so they'll stretch more easily. So instead of just trying to stretch these often tight muscles, we'll start by fatiguing them, and reaching through the index fingers helps to do that. So holding, breathing here for a moment. And there is some stress, but it's a, a good stress that we want to have on the shoulders. So the steady, calm breaths is really important here. And then we'll slowly float the arms down to the ground beside you. Moving the chin towards the chest, drawing a circle with the nose. Jaw relaxed. If there's lots of clicks or pops in the neck, just make the movements slower and softer and smaller. Eventually those clicks start to smooth out over time. We'll go the opposite direction, drawing the circles with the nose. Jaw relaxed. And then back to center, again, arms up overhead, same thing, contracting the trapezius muscle, reaching to the index fingers. Maybe it already feels a little bit lighter, maybe not, but we'll do this again one more time after this, but here, holding this contraction and engagement to help fatigue the muscle and release the tension it's holding. And then slowly float the arms down. Same thing, shoulders, the traps down the back, relaxed, and then chin to chest, drawing a circle with the nose in one direction. 
and then go in the other direction. Jaw relaxed, shoulders relaxed. Back to center. And then one more time, lifting the arms, reaching through the index fingers, contracting the shoulders. Again, maybe it feels a little bit lighter, maybe not, but maintaining as much contraction as you can here to fatigue the tension in the muscles. And slowly float the arms down beside you. Traps down the back and then drawing a circle with the nose. Jaw relaxed. Maybe even yawning here, opening the jaw wide. And then going the opposite direction with the circles. Again, it doesn't need to be a big movement, so if there's any pain or discomfort in the neck, make it smaller. And we'll come back to center. Now keeping the hands towards the ground, just lift the shoulders like you're doing a shrug here, lifting the shoulders up towards the ears, contracting the trapezius muscle again. And let it relax down the back. So consciously contracting, engaging and then consciously disengaging, letting the muscles relax. One more time, lifting the shoulders, and then letting it go. And so give that a rest. We'll reach the arms overhead here, and then bend the elbows, shoulders down the back, elbows towards the sides. So now we're engaging the lower trapezius muscle. It's a big muscle on your back, the whole trapezius. So we're engaging the lower traps here in the same way, and we often, there's almost always tension here. Pretty much any back I've ever touched, and in my own back, there's, there's tension here a lot of the time. So by fatiguing the muscle, we can start to release that tension. And then from here, you'll bring your right hand to the ground, and then left arm extends out away from you. And the side bend. You could even turn the chest a little bit towards the ground, adding a little bit more reach to the left side, left back. And we'll come up to center over to the other side, left hand down, right arm reaches out. You could stay in more of a lateral side bend or add a little bit of a twist, turning the right lung towards the ground, reaching away from that with the hand. When you inhale, breathe into the stretch, so into the upper back on the right side. And then we'll come back up to center. Both arms overhead, and then bend the elbows, shoulders down the back, contracting, engaging these lower trap muscles. Again, they might already feel a little bit lighter, a little bit less tense.
Slow, steady breaths. And then right hand to the floor, left arm side bend, either straight to the side or a little rotation, left lung towards the ground. Hoping to stretch where we just contracted. Up to center and over to the other side, left hand down, right arm reaches, maybe turning the right lung towards the ground. Either one is fine, none of those, neither is better, it's just what feels best on your back right now. Up to center, both arms up. Last time with this, bending the elbows alongside the body, shoulder blades towards each other on the back. So if you're trying to sort of pull back, if you ever do like a lat pull down at the gym, that sort of motion, strengthening, engaging, contracting the lower traps and the back muscles here. And again, maybe it feels a little bit lighter again from the last time. And then one last side bend on each side, right hand down, left arm extends. Maybe getting a little bit longer, a little bit easier to stretch as we go. And then over to the other side, same thing, side bend. And back up to center, release the arms down. And then again, extend the legs out. So we've had the legs crossed for a little bit here. So again, right foot to the thigh, left leg straight. Make sure there's still ability to bend the knee and it's not hyperextended or locked out. Find extension of the spine and then start to hinge forward any amount over the leg. You could use a strap here again to Emphasize the hamstrings. And then we'll start to come back up and switch sides, same thing. Turn the chest towards the knee, hands frame the leg as you walk towards the leg. Walk the hands back in, 
right ankle in front of left. Right shin in front, rather. And then we'll move the neck here. So sitting tall and moving the neck through each of its directions of movement, chin to chest, and then lifting the chin towards the ceiling. Now we've done all that back work, moving forward and back here with the, the head. So you can inhale up, exhale down. But now we've done all the stuff with, especially the traps, the neck should feel maybe a little lighter, a little easier to move. And then we'll come back to center and move horizontally, turning the head left to right. Jaw relaxed, face relaxed. And then to the center, moving ear towards shoulder, side to side here. And then next time your left ear comes to your left shoulder, hold there for a moment and turn the nose towards the ground and then the nose towards the ceiling. Just moving the head like this a couple of times. Jaw relaxed and then back to center, right ear to right shoulder, turn the nose towards the ground and then the ceiling a few times up and down. Gentle, soothing motions, not pushing it too hard here. And then back to center. Last thing, drawing a circle with the nose in one direction, jaw relaxed. And then a circle with the nose in the other direction. Last thing now is adding some resistance, so pressing the hand into the forehead Pushing the head forward, trying to press into the hand and resisting with the hand. And then we'll release that and bring the hand behind the head. Same thing, push into the hand. So using the front of the neck muscles here, which are very often underused. Pressing the head into the hand. And then release, hand to one side of the head. Same thing. Press and hold, maintaining a strengthening here of the side of the neck. And then a hand to the other side of the head. Same thing, strengthening the side of the neck. And then release the hands one last time, drawing a circle with the nose, maybe a little bit lighter in the neck. And then the other direction, just noticing the effects of your practice. And back to center, sitting tall. And here we'll extend both legs out. And start with the knees bent. So finding an extension of the spine and bringing the belly to the thighs or towards the thighs. And once you have that, scoot the heels a little bit forward and we'll continue that motion as far as you want to go here. So you'll find length, belly to thighs, and then step forward. Find length, belly to thighs, and step the feet forward. 
And you can stop anywhere that feels good for you. You can keep progressing as far as feels right for your body with that same intention of non-harming, just doing what feels nourishing for the body. Once you find a good spot to stop, just hold and breathe there. And start to walk the hands back in and come down to your back, knees hugging into the body on your back. Rocking side to side, gentle rocking motion. Feet down, cross the right ankle over the left thigh for a reclined pigeon pose. So holding the hands behind the left thigh, shoulders relaxed. You could move the toes and ankles if you want. And remember that quality of containment, of grounding and centering. Have a slight bend in the elbows, sort of pulling the legs in. Let's feel more of a sense of center. And then we'll keep the legs the same, but let the hands out and bring everything over to your left into a twist. So you might end up with your right foot on the floor, like as if you were standing on it. Or if that doesn't feel good, you could have the right knee just crossing over the left leg or right knee stacking over the left leg. And we'll come back to center and left ankle over right thigh for pigeon pose. Shoulders relax. Slight bend in the elbows, pulling the body, the legs into the body, more grounding, containing, centering. And then release the arms, keep the legs the same as they go over to the side in a twist. Over to the right side.
come back to center and release the legs out to the ground. If there's any last movements you need to feel complete in your practice, please do that. Otherwise, setting up for Shavasana, final resting pose. Legs straight, arms relaxed. If you'd like a second blanket, uh, you can raise a hand. I'll bring one to you. So we can always move or breathe in a way that is more grounding or more energizing. And these longer exhales like we did earlier is one of my favorite ways to be more grounded and calm, especially like at the end of the day or at the end of a practice. So we'll do that just a couple of times here, inhaling to a count of five, exhaling to a count of eight, just like we did earlier. You can count at your own pace. Inhaling five, exhaling eight. And then returning to a normal, relaxed breath. Back of the body heavy and grounded. Front of the body light and open.
begin to make small movements of your fingers and toes, hands and feet, wrists and ankles. Eventually coming over to one side and back up to sitting. And we'll close our practice with hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.